Good day, good day, good day, everyone. It's your buddy, Peter Dunn, Pete the Planner. Good to be with you. Damien Dunn joins me as always. Hello, Dame. Hello, Pete. Oh, I'm wearing a hat today. I don't know why. Sometimes you wear a hat. Occasionally. Uh, all right, Dame, here's what we got on the show this week. I don't really know. I haven't put a tremendous amount of thought into it other than uh, I we have our net worth discussion, right? Which I think, you know, a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, we did your average 401k balance. This week, we're going to provide you your average and median uh, net worth based on your age. So we'll do that. Hello, Jameson. Good day to you. Uh, watch it on Facebook Live. Uh, Dame, what do you think about per our discussion, I think yesterday or the day before, uh, about how to properly intervene if you have a friend who's struggling financially? Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, we might be able to tackle that. Okay, we'll do that. Uh, and then segment number three, we'll see what else pops up. You know, I, you know me. I like to fly by the seat of my pants. It's one of your best traits. Uh, it's one of the worst traits if you don't enjoy it. But uh, I enjoy it. Uh, I'm going to take my hat off. I don't know. There we go. Um, oh, Grant Z. Price says, hello. The brothers of finance plus one, sisters of savings. You know. Sisters of Savings, uh, they were a, a famous um, car commercial. They were two a Chevy dealership in uh, Noblesville area, two sisters. One of them sadly, tragically passed away. She's mm. uh, uh, cancer is a really sad story. They were young. They're like our age, right? I thought maybe it was a prog rock band that I wasn't aware of. No. Uh, good day. Uh, happy Friday, Casey. Uh, all right, Dame, um, let's let's do the show. Let's okay. Do the show. We're going to jump in. Um, we are going to hit... Uh, that net worth thing. All right, so let's do that. Uh, Mary Lou says hello. Hello, Mary Lou. Dame, let me get my clock ready. I'm mildly prepared to be involved with this today. Man, if you wouldn't have said clock, I would have been struggling. So thank you. All right, Dame, here we go. In uh, five, four, three, two, one. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we answer your money questions. Here's how the show works. You email us, askpete at petetheplanner.com. That's askpete at petetheplanner.com. And sometimes we'll answer your questions. Dame, uh, Damien Dunn, I should say, uh, joins us uh, as always, Vice President of Advice at Your Money Line and Hey Money. Hello, Dame. Hello, Pete. I almost went right into the show without introducing you, but everyone knows who you are because you're sort of a big deal. Are you ready to get started today? Please. Dame, this week on the show, we've got a few different things. We're going to talk about how to intervene, how to have an intervention uh, in an appropriate way when you've got a friend who's struggling financially. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, but first, we're going to start off with the average net worth of Americans and, and what we can learn about this, right? Based on what age you are. Uh, and then also, we're going to learn a lot about the difference between averages and, and, and medians, Right, because there is a difference between the two, and the difference between the median net worth in America based on age and the average net worth in America based on age uh, is a stark reminder of the wealth gap in our country. Dame, let's go ahead and remind people. Why don't you do it? It's your job. What is net worth? <laughs> net worth. That's what's left over, Pete. Hopefully, uh, take all of your assets, subtract everything that you owe. That little bit left over. That's your net worth. Yeah. That's it, right? It's it's uh, your assets minus your debts. That's your net worth. You got it. Yeah. it. It should really go up all the time. 
And, and the reason it should go up because there's a several different ways to make it go up. You can pay down debts and by subtracting those debts off of your net worth, then your net worth goes up. You can save money and your net worth goes up. You can invest money and your net worth goes up. The value of your investments can rise and that makes your net worth go up. Mm -hmm. Even paying your mortgage theoretically makes your net worth go up. Although this accountant argued with me at length one time that that's not the case. And while that person was probably technically correct, <laughs> he said, the second you have money, he said, the second you hold cash in your checking account and then use it to pay down your mortgage, you're taking that cash position and then transferring it into paying down a debt. So therefore it is not making your net worth increase. My argument was, uh, I'm trying to measure how much of a person's income they use to increase their net worth. But again, he's technically right. It doesn't matter. It's better than spending the money. But Dame, let's look at the ages of Americans and their average net worth. Have you looked at this piece or can I quiz you on it? Uh, I only looked at it in passing. So I, I will be able to give uh, fairly uninformed guesses to you. Okay, don't look right now. Uh, Dame, what do you think the average net worth of Americans are is? Uh, the average net <laughs> What's the average net worth of an American? that is less than 35 years old. I assume uh, uh, still an adult. I mean, we're not going to include our children on this. Uh, average net worth. Average net worth. Um, 30, less than 35? Less than 35 years old. Uh, average net worth. So let's go, uh, we'll call it 18 to 35 years old. Average net worth. 50 grand. All right. The average net worth in that range is 76,300, which, which I have to say is really surprising. But the median net worth tells the whole story. Um, 13,900 is the median net worth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is to say um, that there's a tremendous number of people with negative net worths, mm -hmm. a tremendous number of people in that age range with negative net worths. And uh, probably student loans play a huge part in this particular demographic game because of the age. Yeah, I think that's a completely reasonable estimation. Still got student loans hanging on. Probably got your your first, maybe your second mortgage in there as well. And maybe not enough time for really any equity to build in that position as well. So there's a good chance you're carrying around some debt that's really squishing whatever assets you may have been able to build from there. Uh, by the way, I was making a point earlier about net worth and house payments and uh, viewer on youth Facebook Live right now, Sam, uh, says net worth uh, would decrease when paying house payment due to interest on payment against the prior cash value. Absolutely. But when uh, we look at a uh, mortgage payment in our parts here, we only look at the amount that is paying down principal. That's the only amount we consider to move your net worth. But Sam, you are otherwise correct. All right, Dame, 35 to 44. You and I are both in this age group, <clears throat> barely, we are both in this age group, average net worth, this one is shocking, the average. We'll get to the median, of course, but what is the average? Uh, buck 25. Okay, so less than 35 was 76,300. 76, and you're essentially saying a more or less double that 10 years later. Yeah. $436,000 is the average, average. Net worth. Yeah. Average net worth. Now, that's shocking. Yeah. How is that possible? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know, because that is a, a huge jump. You've got some uh, 
really wealthy people dragging that that higher and so i don't know if it's uh, uh a lot of professional athletes <laughs> I don't like, what know. is like honestly that's that's ridiculous inheritances maybe starting to come through at that time i, I can't you know sometimes we look at these stats and and they either pass the sniff test or they do not this one's uh, this one i struggle with what's uh, the median Ninety-one thousand three hundred, which i totally buy yeah should we explain the difference between average and median? Go ahead. Average. Uh, everybody knows what average is. You take uh, you know, if you, the whole number of different answers, divide it by however many answers you got. There's your average. Median, however, is the number that's smack in the middle of all those samples that you got, all those answers that you got. So uh, average can be skewed greatly depending on some really, really big outliers. Median, however, is just going to be the the middle of all of the answers that were given one specific question so it, it's less uh, susceptible to huge outliers 45,000 or pardon me 45,000 age 45 to 54 age 45 to 54 Dame, it's funny when I was looking at this one I tried to guess before I saw the answer and mm -hmm. I missed this one wildly so you are getting into a person's prime earning years at around 54 there uh, what do you think the average net worth is ages 45 to 54? And remember, theoretically, the 44-year-olds pulled the average in the last group all the way up to 436. So what do you think? You know what? I'll say 850. 833. 833,200 is the average net worth. And this is where things get wild. The median is 168,600. And that, my friend, is the wealth gap in our country. That is a huge disparity. Huge. Um, wow. So you're exactly right. That, that illustrates very well the wealth gap that, that we're facing from uh, you know, the, the, the middle America, uh, the middle income America to the folks who have lots and lots of money. Uh, I'm not saying one's right or wrong. However, that's a really good illustration to say that there are a lot of people who have a lot less than a, a few people who have making a, a lot more. You know, sometimes people wonder what utility can come from monitoring net worth, right? It, can you, can you understand if you're better prepared for retirement? Eh, not exactly. I mean, cause Dame, I mean, let's say that 300,000 of that 833,000 is, um, equity in, in real estate, um, unless you're going to get a reverse mortgage or sell the home outright and, and live in a field. It's sort of like when you, when you put your, your wife's engagement ring on your uh, net worth statement, it's like, well, <laughs> unless you plan on selling that thing, yeah. it probably shouldn't go on there. Um, so, so that's net worth. I, I love the calculation of net worth. I think sometimes though, it really, the older you get, it can misrepresent your reality. Now, Damon, I did not realize this, but this is going to be a two segment topic because uh, we're running up against the break, which is fortuitous for those that don't plan ahead for the show, not looking at anyone, Peter. All right. So coming up after the break, we are going to hit 55 to 64, 65 to 74, and of course, 75 plus all that's next on the Pete, the planner show. Don beat the planner. All right, Dame. Um, there you go. Oh, uh, Danza, hello. She has to get her cat to the vet. Oh, let's let's show Danza what I have for her. Uh, for those uh, listening on the podcast right now, 
listener of the year last year, Danza, is taking her cat to the vet. So I'm going to send her a special little thing here. Oops, that got loud. All right. Dan, we were doing this before the show, and, and we really liked it. It's the cat dancing in my shot. You like that? It's either the cat dancing or the cat ready to produce a hairball. I can't tell which. I think it's dancing. Totally vibing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael says he's enjoying the show on the treadmill walk. By the way, so everyone listening on the podcast, I'm making a visual reference right now, which is just so unprofessional. Yeah. And such poor listening. Okay, Dave, back to the show. I'll bring you back here. Oh, Pinkins. Brian Pinkins, ladies and gentlemen. My man, Brian Pinkins, I think he's raising a hooper. He was a really good basketball player. I think his daughter's going to be a really good basketball player. You know, I'm checking those Instagram clips out. Scoutner. I think she's going to be pretty good. Um, okay. Dan, you ready for uh, the show to continue? Segment two. Segment two. In three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show. Dame talking average and median net worth in these United States of ours. Here's what we've tackled so far. The average net worth for people less than 35 years old, $76,300. The median, which is the middle number, $13,900. 35 to 44 years old, average net worth is a shocking 436,200. I, I just still don't believe that number. Uh, and the median net worth is 91,300. Last thing we hit before the break, 45 to 54 years old, the average net worth in America is $833,200 with a median net worth of being 168,600. Dame, uh, so that, that gave us some uh, talking points about the old wealth gap, huh? Yeah, it's uh, it's very clearly illustrated, very real with, with some of those numbers, if you understand what's being communicated there. All right, 55 to 64, the guessing game is back. What are you thinking, Dame? 55 to 64, what's the average net worth? Uh, 1.1. You're right, 1.1. 1,759, $1,175,900 is the average net worth. The median net worth is 212,500. So Dame, this is saying that it is only about $50,000 more Mm -hmm. uh, median net worth than the people in the previous age bracket. And while the last category described and detailed our wealth gap this is detailing the retirement crisis yeah if the median net worth of someone in what we call pre-retirement is two hundred and twelve thousand five hundred dollars dame that would generate oh what do you think uh about five hundred dollars a month of income um yeah uh perpetually probably i mean here's the thing 40 years ago that gap wouldn't have bothered me quite as much because the 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 folks on the lower end of that scale probably would have had a pension that they were going to be living off of and they didn't need a huge amount of savings to make sure that they were going to be okay in retirement. Now, however, that's not the case for the majority of Americans and they're going to be uh, depending on uh, Social Security and whatever they've managed to stash away. So this picture looks completely different than it would have not that long ago. As we made the point the other day with 401k balances when we were doing this, uh, these aren't the same people. These are different generations being tracked because I I, I stupidly, of course, made the point last time. It's like, well, shouldn't every 10 years you see see these numbers double from the rule of 72, which is basically Mm -hmm. your your money is going to double in 10 years. 
that's not what the rule of 72 is, but that's what I take from it. Um, so, but it's, it's just not going to be the case here because they're different sets of people. It's not the same person throughout their lifetime. All right, Dan, are you ready for 65 to 74? This is uh, retirement age, full retirement age through 74 average net worth. Now, Dame, you're going to have to somehow, some way factor in the idea that many of these folks will be taking distributions off mm -hmm. their income. In fact, they have to take distributions off their qualified money at uh, 70 and a half. This is a challenge. Uh, I, the last one was 1.1 and change. We call it 1.2. Uh, I am going to guess that this is going to be uh, 1.35. 1,217,700. Okay. Now, now this is where it gets wild once again. We, we often talk about the wealth gap in this country, and we talk about, I mean, we all have our own preconceived notions of the people we're picturing, right? The people we're visualizing. Are they old? Are they young? Where do they live? What do they look like? Those sorts of things. Um, I'll just say this. This wealth gap's as big as anything else we've seen here. 266,400 is the median. Uh, yeah, yeah. I. It also speaks to wealth transfer, does it not? Doesn't it, of like what is to come potentially? Absolutely. I. This money's not. I would assume not going to be stashed in the the coffin with with uh, whoever it moves on to post retirement it's going to go somewhere so uh, you're going to start seeing the well some of the net worths uh, increase for the the smaller or the lower brackets whether that's the the 40 to 50 or the 50 to 65 whatever it is uh, those are going to get artificially boosted through uh, no effort of of the person that, that's going to receive that so some of these numbers are uh uh, are very instructive and illustrative of what we're facing. Some of them um, don't tell us a whole heck of a lot because the, there was nothing, uh, no behavior there that generated the, the results that we're seeing. I would also note this is why there are so many financial advisors. <laughs> because uh, even when I, I mean, look, 22 years ago, 23 years ago, maybe, I got in the financial advice business even then, half of your training was about wealth transfer. Half of it was about, you know, finding baby boomers who theoretically you could manage their money and still forming relationships, not only with them, but with their kids. So that when the wealth transfer happens, you don't have assets you're managing to run out the door. But Dame, it, it, the average net worth of 65 to 74 year olds is you know, $1.2 million, uh, can, you know, factoring in mortality rates, factoring in the number of houses on your street. That's a lot of money changing hands on a pretty regular basis. Yeah. Death is undefeated. And there are certain <laughs> things that come along with that. And laugh at that. And asset transfers is going to be one of them. Now, you know, there are some folks that are going to transfer to, uh, uh, charities, nonprofits, uh, and, and good for them. But there are uh, a number of families that will keep their their money inside those the walls of that that family, and uh, it will continue on. The last number, maybe I'm just being glit, uh, glib 
not glim, dim. I'm going for the word dim. Maybe I'm being dim, dame. <laughs> but uh, 75 plus, the average net worth is 977,000. The median net worth is 254,000. And I just frankly can't gather any insight to that. That tells me nothing. One, because of course it's coming down because of distribution. But two, 75 plus is a pretty big range, my friend. Yeah, that's a huge range. I think there's probably some charitable giving going on there or gifting to uh, other family members that might be pulling that down uh, a, a bit. Uh, some Maybe some of the higher, uh, more affluent uh, families are passing away for whatever reason. And they're, they're just exiting that demographic a, a little faster than, than anticipated. So I'm not sure what, how to interpret that. I'd love to see more information there. Well, guess what? You're in luck. I don't have any more information. Dame, what someone, I mean, most of our listeners to this show are, are not these ages, right? I mean, well, I mean, they, they are some of these ages, but they're not 75 plus or even 65, 74 for that matter. Although we have some folks in that, that range. Here's what I'd like people to take away here. You really should track your net worth and you should track it year over year because it helps inform you how efficient you're being with your income. And, and I say that uh, respectfully, in the sense that sometimes life uh, deals you a, a, a terrible situation and you can't move your net worth forward. And, and that's okay. But in normal times, whatever that means, your net worth needs to move forward. It, it, it needs to move forward because you're paying down your mortgage because you make a principal payment and, and that changes your net worth. You, you need to be putting money in your 401k and in your savings account and paying down your student debt and all of those sorts of things. If you're not comfortable with net worth, please see Power Percentage, episode 140? 20. 20, 120. You know, well, I'm sure 140 was great too. It's funny. I was thinking the reason I, I sort of went on that little run there is because I was going to bring up Power Percentage mm -hmm. and then I didn't. And then my brother, who's not my brother, jumped in and saved us. Dame, coming up after the break, how to properly and appropriately intervene when you have a friend who's struggling in their finances. All that's next on the Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner. I just realized I don't have time after the show today to <laughs> um, uh, edit the podcast. I did not build enough time because I'm going on a business walk today after the show. You, you stepping out? What's stepping out, man? Going on a walk, man. Oh, I thought like, like 70s terms for cheating on my wife. It could have been. I mean, is that what you think it means, Pete? I don't know. Well, the, don't turn this on me, but that's what people used to say. Like, uh, he was stepping out on his wife. It's like, what does that mean? Oh, oh. maybe you were stepping out on me. You're seeing somebody else in a business. Casey asked the question, what's a business walk? A business walk is it is a friend of mine who um, also is a business friend of mine. Um, I get it's just two dudes going on a walk talking business. Is that a business walk? It's, it's like, Damn, it's like going to grab a cup of coffee or a beer on a Friday. Sounds like a date to me. It does. I'm stepping out of my wife. Um, he's good looking, though. Uh, all right, Dame. So I don't know exactly where I'm going to go with this next segment. It's shocking. But I, I, you know, let's just do it right now. Let's just do it do right you, now. No more planning. Do you uh, save the question? Yeah, no, let's go ahead. Go ahead. Do you, do you want to talk about, do you want to briefly uh, rehash power percentage when we come back since we teased it a little bit uh, for anybody who may be new? 
sure, Dame, if you want to do a good show, we can do that. I was hoping to go the other route, which is to just <laughs> <laughs> yell into a microphone. <laughs> uh, sorry. Okay. Ready? Um, I'm not. Three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show, answering your money questions, allegedly. Dame, as we went to break, we mentioned the concept of power percentage, which is a, a proprietary metric here at Your Money Line and Hey Money, where we measure how efficient a person is with their income. You can listen to episode 120 of the podcast, but here is how you would calculate it. You would add up all of the contributions that you make to savings or investing on a monthly basis. So add up all the dollar amounts of all of those things. Money you put in your savings account, money you put in a college plan, money you put in your 401k, and I'll even include what your employer puts in your 401k. I'll include their match. I do not include pension contributions, though, but I include your employer's match. You can also then add in the amount of your principal payment uh, to your mortgage, the amount that your principal is, uh, or your, your mortgage is reduced on a monthly basis based on that principal payment. And then you can add in any other debt payment that is not transportation related. Okay, so you can you can add in paying down your credit cards, paying down student loans, things like that. So add all of those things up. What you're paying down in debts, what you're saving, add that and make a big number and then divide that by your gross monthly income. That's your pre-tax income. That will give you your power percentage. If your power percentage is 10% or below, that's bad. Like that's a, like there's a problem. Go to callheymoney.com and Dame will walk you through how to, to fix that. Dame or someone from his team. Um, 11 to 20 Dame, not bad. It's a, it's a growth period. Ideally you're at 21 to 34 and you know, things are good when you're at 35. Please note that there are no account balances that are figured into this. If you've got a 401k balance and you're trying to figure out why your, your power percentage is coming back all wonky, maybe you put your entire account balance in there and not how much you're making in contributions. So uh, go back, make sure all the numbers you're using are monthly, and hopefully you'll come up with an accurate answer. Is the answer as to why people do that so commonly is because they're terrible listeners? Because it's not I, that confusing. No, I, I think I think people just uh, get thrown off and, and they see the big number and they want to make sure they get credit for it. You know, I think also th there's just simple jargon that people don't understand. That's true. You know, like balance versus deposit. I, mm -hmm. Like balance... Balance confuses people. I, I remember I had a client who would constantly, this is a long time ago, constantly confuse mutual fund with money market account. Really? Yeah. And he would use them interchangeably and in a very bad way. Yeah. That, that sounds like a failure of the advisor. Yeah. Yeah. And another guy who, who would call mutual funds mutual stocks, which also yeah. added some confusion. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Dame, you know, from time to time, you got your group of friends, you got your, you got your people and, and you're talking about finances and, and it's sometimes, sometimes you're not, or it, it occurs to you that the person that you're talking to might be struggling. They potentially have lost their job. They potentially are deep into debt. Oftentimes that person can have just simple communication struggles with their significant other, which leads to a lot of financial problems and much worse. And what I'd like to do is to just take a few minutes with two professional people, well, you and me, I guess, uh, who, who, who deal with these situations on a pretty regular basis and have for a very long time 
how can you properly encourage a person who is willing to intervene with their friend who is struggling? What, what are the do's? What are the do nots? Uh, and so Dame, I, I got to begin with uh, my number one point here is if uh, let, let's give names to the people, because I think it'll make it easier to distinguish. Sure. Let's say there's Dave. Dave is the friend who notices that Billy is struggling. Sure. Okay. Billy's struggling. Dave's the friend that notices just because Dave notices there is a problem. Dave's job isn't to solve Billy's problem. And that's a big one. Absolutely. Uh, you can uh, inquire, you can uh, maybe ask a couple of questions, but I think one of the best things you can do is just be there to listen. Uh, you, you don't have to say, well, this is what I do and this is how I do it, or this is what you should be doing. Oh, listen, listen, let them vent. Maybe they have had this frustration building up in them for months, years, who knows? Maybe they're terrified and they just need somebody to know that they, they care. You don't have to be the savior in the, in this situation. Listen. Um, if they ask what they should do, then feel like they, you can, uh, uh step in there with, with some advice, but encourage them to uh, maybe find someone that they can talk to that say, you don't know everything. Cause you may not, that's okay. But there are people who do, and there are people who are more than happy to help out. Yeah. The other side of that too is, and you said it so well, uh, well, here's what I would do. That's generally not helpful. Mm. Unless Billy says, Hey Dave, what would you do in this situation? Yeah. Dave should probably swallow his idea. And it's also worth noting here, um, that, that, Dave needs to learn how to empathetically listen and how to use phrases that move the conversation. And, and this isn't just financially related. This is this is good for relationships in general. You know, the old, yeah, I would feel that way too. I mean, yeah. val validate the feeling so the person can open up. Um, I, I think if we're going to get into gender here for a second, I, I think men are pretty quick to want to jump in and say, okay, let's solve this problem. And, mm -hmm. and it's just not really helpful. Trust us, it's not. I, I learned this lesson a long time ago with my wife and I'm confident that I can say this because she's not listening today. Oh, good. Uh, she would have uh, issues at work and come home and just want somebody to listen to her. And I'm saying you should go do this and you should go do that and tell so-and-so and make sure that this is taken care of. And that's not what she wanted at all. And that just made her more frustrated, which made me more frustrated because I thought I was doing something that was going to benefit the situation. That's not the case. You don't have to solve all the problems. People just need to be heard a lot of the time and know that they're there and they're not crazy and they just need to be supported. At, at what point, Dame, does a person have to watch out if you're Dave and, and you see Billy's situation and Billy's situation is one of numbers where a certain amount of money solves the problem. You think a Dave feels temptation to, to want to, to solve the problem or what Dave perceives to be the problem with a dollar amount. Do you, do you think amongst friends, there's that tempta temptation to, to intertwine your finances? Yeah, there certainly can be. And if, uh, if you're the one, if, if the person making the recognition is the one uh, that, that maybe offers that help, uh, Pete, I don't know how many times we've said that it's a gift, not a loan. Uh, first and foremost, don't ever expect that money back. Don't put that pressure on that person either. If you want to help them out financially, and you're able to, uh, okay, but but don't put any pressure in, in getting that money back from that person. Um, otherwise, 
suggest sitting down with them and spend a little bit of time with them to maybe put the numbers on papers, let the numbers do the talking and maybe some, some uh, solutions start to come out of just seeing where everything's going uh, and, and go from there. But the, the minute you start suggesting uh, where to go find that money, uh, it's got to be their idea or they've got to try and walk into it themselves to, to make it uh, have some, some gravitas uh, to, to actually go get it. And we've talked about this on the show before a long time ago, and it probably warrants a whole other episode is let's say Dave has money. First mm -hmm. of all, what does that mean? But let's say Dave has a great income or Dave has a lot of assets, which really strange and people struggle to understand this concept is it doesn't mean that Dave a knows what he's doing. Or even if Dave has a bunch of money, it doesn't mean he did it right. And so that he should be, uh, the one telling people how sure. to do it. this idea that people have financial success. So therefore they're deemed to be successful is sort of a wild concept that just simply isn't true. Yeah. You've had a lot. Uh, I'm sure you've had more experience than I have because of uh, the, the sorts of clients that you had previously that just because you had a lot of money doesn't yeah. mean that you, you know um, the first thing about how to manage that, that money wisely. So um it's very true. Don't don't uh, go to somebody who you think has a lot of money and expect to get all the answers because they you think they're doing it right. Yeah, we had a situation this week. I got to say this quickly. We're running out of time. I ask a person to estimate uh, the financial struggles of a group of people, and they so wildly misdiagnose uh, the problem because they themselves were fine. Yeah. They're like, well these people make about the same money as me. They have the same education level. I assume they're fine. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works no. at all. So Dave, coming up after the break, the biggest waste of money of the week, the bomb right here on the Pete, the planner show. I'm Pete, the planner. All right, Dave. For those uh, listening on the podcast right now, I have the dancing cat back on the screen, which I know you're pretty excited about. All right, Dame, I've got to, you know, every once in a while I throw in a best use of money of the week and I decided to do it this week. Sweet. Keep you honest. Breaking it up. A little bit. Uh, you got your current events loaded up? Of course. Dame, I've got two more phone calls lined up during this show to my Friday that I did not expect to have that happened during the course of recording this show. This is why I might be moving us along. Uh, I can't, okay, but I can't believe we made it through this entire episode and didn't mention the stimulus once. Oh, I was hoping not to. Are you going to bring, do you have actually have a current event about it or not? No. Good. Yeah, I'm kind of over it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, we've been talking about it since I July. I know. We're not breaking news to anybody. Oh, hey, everybody's dimmer. Okay. Um. Oh, I want to talk something political with you later. Off the when? Air. Uh, in between walks? No, it's uh, so not today. Whenever. I just, I know you and I are going to share an opinion on something, and it's typically something we would disagree on. But I'm, I'm on your camp on this one. You know what? This sounds like a great thing to talk about early Monday to get us started on the right foot in, in unison. By me saying you're right? Yes. Okay. We'll do it on Monday. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, I got to get the clock back. Up. Oh, today's my daughter's birthday. She turned 12. I don't know how that happens. I mean, it's just math, yeah. but whew, I went fast. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Ollie. 
we're having sushi tonight because that's what she wants to eat. Okay. I mean, basically that's, that's who she is. (laughs) So I don't know. In three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show. This week's biggest waste of money of the week right here on the Pete the Planner show is... Sorry, I'm just trying to get it lined up here. Oh, is the Cardinal Spirits Bourbon Cream Soda. Indiana-based. Oh, by the way, just so you know, every once in a while, I will give a biggest waste of money of the week that is not a waste of money. It's something that I want to spend my money on. And this is one of those things. Good catch. Card- yeah. Cardinals Spirit, Cardinal Spirits, Bourbon Cream Soda. Indiana-based Cardinal Spirits are ready to release their fourth canned cocktail, and it could be their best yet. The newest ready-to-drink offering is a bourbon cream soda made using the craft distiller straight bourbon whiskey along with Madagascar vanilla beans and smooth cream soda. The frosty beverage weighs in at 8.5 ABV and is certain to be a go-to option for many this spring. The canned cocktail will be sold in four packs starting this month. $10. Dame, there's a lot to love about this, and I'm going to begin with the concept of cream soda. It's fantastic. Yes. Dr. Brown's cream soda happens to be one of the greatest things ever. Uh, now add on bourbon, which also turns out, Dame. Pretty good. Fantastic. Yeah. And you've got yourself a nice little cocktail there. When you drink this straight from the can, you've almost got to pour it over ice, right? I, I'm not sure. I, I think uh, they put it in a can for a reason, I, I would guess. To ship it to you because they can't just pour it in your hands. You put it in a bottle. Oh. Well, it's probably cheaper in a can. I Who knows? Can I tell you my favorite business travel memory of all time that involves this concoction? Yes. Even though it just came out this month. Uh, So I used to do a lot of business down in Lexington, Kentucky. And there is a Marriott um, in Lexington called the Griffin Gate Marriott, Griffin Gate Resort. It's just just a hotel, nice hotel. It's got a conference center. It's got a really nice restaurant. But I would always stay there because I liked it. Well, one day after a long day of businessing, I walked into the Griffin Gate lobby to go into my room. And right at the front of the lobby, there is a cart a bar cart where a person who theoretically who worked for Griffin gate is pouring bourbon cocktails to whoever walks in and just handing them to you. And they were pouring uh ale eight one, which is ginger mm-hmm. ale, right? It's a delicious Kentucky mm-hmm. uh, ginger ale, ale eight one and bourbon and which is not cream soda, but it just made me think of this and man, can, have you ever walked into a hotel and someone just hands you a bourbon cocktail the end of your business day as you're about to go sit in a lonely way in your room. Has that ever happened to you? Never, but I have to say that it, it's really surprising that Mormons would do that. <laughs> there are no Mormons. Oh, because of Marriott? Marriott. Oh, the Marriott's where it's getting kind of hot. I don't know. I think it's a lyric in a Nelly song or something. Dane, what's in the news this week? Well, since we uh, started, by the way, did they uh, say where they would be retailing uh, those those fine beverages? I don't know. I mean, there's a the queue is right down the street from my house. I might go <laughs> check that out. Well, get some for me. I will. Uh, with Easter just around the corner, retailers are stocking their shelves with all the goods, baskets, bunnies, jelly beans, and of course, Reese's peanut butter eggs, Cadbury cream eggs. 
Okay, well, it's a good second place. I, I already had some Reese's eggs after our discussion last week. I ran out and bought some some Reese's eggs. I did check on my Instagram right now. Uh, Instagram.com slash Pete the Planner. Look in the stories. I put a I had a yeah. a video about Easter eggs this morning. No shame. That means. No yeah. shame. Uh, love them or hate them, the soft fondant-filled chocolate eggs have become nearly synonymous with the season, but possibly as a way to convert the haters, because there are some people that don't care for them. No. The brand teamed up with Goose Island to serve up their special treats in a new form, beer. What? The Golden Goo Beer Lee Cream, it's, I'm just reading it, Goo Beer Lee Cream Stout, was made available Wednesday on Goose Island's website and has quickly sold out. The brand on its website said that it will release a second batch of the brew on Monday, but this time Goose Island said when they're gone, they're gone. That's right, Goose Island and Cadbury cream eggs, two tastes that you didn't know you wanted to have together. You know, I could handle like one Cadbury cream egg per holiday season, and even then I kind of had to close my eyes because when you get to the yellow part, you've convinced yourselves you're eating a raw egg yolk, you know? I've never had one. What? You consider yourself like a well-rounded individual? I'm very round right now. Are you? Yeah. It's all right. When I hug you, is that, am I going to have to like, I, I mean, I'm going to wait until I don't have to be masked to really get in there tight, but. Y your hands won't be able to touch on the other side. Okay. So I've been working out a lot, lifting a lot. Uh, yeah. And, and here's what occurred to me as I'm installing, I installed a new chandelier in Ollie's, uh, my daughter's bedroom for a birthday present today mm -hmm. while she was at school. So Dame, I've been working out a lot. Like my, like I'm, you know, pretty good shape. 37 seconds with a small Phillips head screwdriver <laughs> over your head. <laughs> and like, I want to die. How is that possible? Like I'm, I'm like, Oh, downstairs in the basement. I go up there with like a, a one ounce screwdriver and like my arms are ready to fall off. How does that happen? Uh, maybe you just need to uh, hold the screwdriver over your head in the basement. And that's your new, uh, new part of your circuit. Yeah. We could like have like a whole, like there's Peloton. We have, like screw a ton. No, probably not. No. What else is in the news? Americans extracted more cash from their homes through cash out refinancing oh. in 2020 than any year since the financial crisis. Uh, okay, if it's because of emergency, I've got you. But there's no way that's the reason, is it? Uh, they didn't. I don't think they got into the specific. But let's let's finish the article. Uh, U.S. homeowners cashed out 152.7 billion dollars in home oh. equity last year, a 42 percent increase from 2019, and the most since 2007. It was a blockbuster year for mortgage originations in general as well. Lenders churned out more mortgages than ever in 2020, fueled by about. 2.8 trillion in refis, according to mortgage data firm Black Knight. The the median credit score for new refis last year, Pete. This is yeah, something okay. can I guess? Yes, absolutely. Median score. 640. 800. What? I know. There's what? no way. No way. No. It's according to the Federal Reserve of New York what i know i'm just reading the article man okay here why here's why i'm reacting like this matters it only matters to someone like me who's a complete nerd but 800 is theoretically a, a really high high credit score it's not theoretically it really is a high score no it's a giant credit score and the idea that that's the median means that all these people so, so dane here's what i'm saying 
Well, no, you know, I was about to say, well, probably these are people who are, are not struggling and they're doing home uh, refis and stuff. But it, just because you're struggling doesn't mean your credit score is going to go down immediately. Wow. That's some interesting data there. Yeah. Uh, borrowers who did major cash out refis, by the way, withdrew an average of 50 grand. That's all that dude. That is all home improvement. Take it up with the government, man. I'm just reading the data. Speaking of the Stimmy, Uncle Stimmy coming to people's house in the next couple of weeks. Um, Dame, I, I'm I'm still saying I think a lot of people are going to be doing home improvement projects, spring outdoor renovations. I, I think home improvement and landscaping businesses are going to go gangbusters in the next six months. I agree. And I uh, also, we've mentioned that travel was going to pick up and go bonkers. Uh, uh, spoke with a... Hey Money client and listener of the show earlier this week who may or may not fly large metal tubes through the air oh, yeah. said that airports are getting packed already pre-COVID levels. You know, as we wrap up the show here, Dame, I have to tell you, I watched President Biden's address last night about, you know, we're Independence Day, 4th of July. All I could think about is how excited I am for you to be able to go see Top Gun in the theater with a degree of certainty that it should be really safe come with me i might we'll walk there from our homes no you're going on business walk we can just walk we'll, we'll <laughs> oh the the call back to my yeah. business walk yeah. i see what you did there um are they delaying the release anymore or is it I, still july 2nd or whatever it was? i haven't seen anything to be honest all right dame hey uh good show dame thanks for taping this thing together likewise pete Hey, I'm sending everyone else good vibes because good vibes, it's all that's in the budget. If you get Uncle Stimmy knocking on your door this week or next, make sure it's doing something that won't add another obligation to your life. I'm Pete the Planner, and that's your tip of the day. I don't know why I ended the show that way. <laughs> Wait, what's going on? Your I'm mind's already somewhere else with editing the show and business walks and phone calls and your Friday and sushi. I mean, you, you've got a packed afternoon. We have a, here's my afternoon. I have now two calls I didn't think I was going to have. One's going to take a really long time. I've got to edit the show. I've got a business walk. I've got to pick up my daughter from school. She's got an indoor soccer game tonight. And then I've got to pick up sushi. We've got to eat a birthday cake and open presents. Dame, I'm not going to be able to get in bed by nine, and this is upsetting. You knew I was going to be in town tonight, and you didn't invite me over for cake. Oh, yeah, true. It's red velvet. If, if this has not occurred to you guys yet. My daughter wanted sushi for her 12th birthday. I put a chandelier in her room and she's having a red velvet cake. I think we know who she is. I think I'll pass. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, Daniel says, I feel like Pete would do a great 1920s radio voice. You know, I I, I love that. This is strange. You've indulged me. So please indulge me more, Daniel. Um, I love messing with my voice and like doing like old like radio thing because I MC a lot of events and like virtual ones. I'm doing one tomorrow night and every once in a while I'll just like slip into it. I'm like, well, this happens to me all the time when I work. And I just can't, I don't know why it's entertaining to me. It's a radio thing. You've got talent and you just can't contain it. I'm not sure that's it. I think I have just a giant ego that I like to let whistle out from time Could to be. time. Final thing of the note uh, of the week, Dame, um, in my neighborhood, I know all the dogs, right? Because I sit in my office and I can see the dogs as they walk by, urinate on my bushes. There's a new dog in the neighborhood this week, and I don't know its name, but I have to describe this dog to you. This dog uh, has a dog sibling that is a Weimaraner, 
No, 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 no. Wrong word. Dachshund. Dachshund. <laughs> completely different. <laughs> they are completely different dog. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, Daniel, same. Daniel says, I read my kids' books that way and it cracks me up and they hate it. Oh, when I read Twas the Night Before Christmas, every Christmas Eve in Hannibal Lecter's voice, I think <laughs> it's the funniest thing in the world. My wife is so over it and my kids just look at me and like, are you, I think you're ruining Jesus's birth. And I'm like, quiet down, Teddy. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's a dachshund. So there's a, there's a long haired dachshunds, the original dog, this new dog, Dame, it's a dachshund puppy, short hair. I, I don't know what it is. It is six inches long. It is the smallest dog I've ever seen in my life. It looks like, like a like a pre-born dog like it's not it's, so small it's a cocktail wiener wow that's really good that's really good thanks can i you can take it okay okay yeah all right dame um oh i had a serious topic that we could talk about another time it's like i don't even want to get into it We'll talk about it another time. Remind me of the serious topic. Maybe when we're like, hey, let's bring everybody in a weird spot. We'll talk about it in the next couple of weeks. That'd be great. Dame, good luck at the swim meets this weekend. Thank you. Uh, be watching live from the parking lot. Uh, cheer my, cheering my kids on. A lot of uh, pressure. They're, they're uh, ranked very high and hoping to do very well. Can you send me a text? Let me know how they did. Sure. Oh, and Betty White is, of course, on the, on the call today. Hopefully she's still on. Betty, hello. I hope you have a good weekend yourself and uh, that's it. I'm going. That's all. That's all. All right. Goodbye, everybody.